Johnny Byrne reveals how to transform boring webinars and presentations into brilliant money-making events. He shows speakers and webinar presenters clever tricks for standing out on screen, captivating audiences and keeping them connected and converting viewers into buyers. Johnny helps make your message memorable and make more money by doing yourself justice when presenting online. And Johnny shows up in an amazing way. So stay tuned. This episode of the Lead Machine Growth Show is brought to you by Lead Machine, the step-by-step tech easy system for getting leads online. Are you struggling to get leads from your lead magnet? Are you tired of seeing low conversion rates and losing potential customers? It's time to revive your lead magnet and start attracting more leads. Download our free report, 10 Deadly Lead Magnet Mistakes That Are Costing You Leads, and learn how to create a high-converting lead magnet that engages your audience and drives conversions. Don't let common mistakes hold you back any longer. Revive your lead magnet today and download your free report at www.getleadmachine.com forward slash deadly. Welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show, where you will discover how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream. Paul Guyen, the mastermind behind the Lead Machine, introduces you to trailblazers who inspire you to implement life-changing solutions and systems you can model to nurture your leads and get your offers seen by your ideal clients who will invest in themselves and you. Be sure you visit our website at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, tune in and get ready to transform your vision into reality. And welcome to the Lead Machine Growth Show. I'm Paul Guyon, your host and uh, Lead Machine coach and founder and creator of the Lead Machine Mastermind Group. I'm dedicated to helping you tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream. Whether you're just starting out or taking your business to the next level, let's get this conversation started and turn your dreams into reality. So Johnny Byrne, that's B-E-I-R-N-E, but you can pronounce it B-U-R-N. Johnny Byrne works his magic to turn lackluster webinars into captivating presentations that boost conversations and revenues. Now, I met Johnny at JV Connect just a few weeks ago, and he showed up. There were a lot of speakers on that show and uh, on that, that event, and in about, I think it was the first 10 seconds of his presentation, he had me. Uh, the audience was uh, was just drawn in by how he showed up. And his two, two, th- two or three minute presentation, I think it was, Johnny, uh, mm-hmm. I knew I had to have him on the show for you because uh, everyone wants to show up better and look more professional. And so, uh, and I was also on his three hour webinar just the other day and man, he delivered some, some in three hours, he, he really convinced a lot of people uh, to make some changes in there and how they show up. So, Johnny, welcome. Thank you for coming today. Thank you, Paul. It's a, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Yes, it's my honor. Thank you. Uh, so, how do you recommend starting a presentation off that will get people like to to lean in and say, "Oh, I want to learn more." What's sure? What you... Yeah. So one of the things that I do, and I did it in JV Connect as well. And in networking, not just presenting, 
I open up with, I say to people, I help address the elephant in the room. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> and immediately people are like, hold on a second now, did I just see an elephant in the room? So, and essentially as we walk through how I did that, it's really an example of how to grab the audience's attention in the first couple of seconds. So another way I do it, if I speak at an event and people make the introduction is I appear from behind the red velvet curtains and you can add some rapturous applause if you wish and say, oh, you're too kind, you're too kind. So it's ultimately about what I call standing out on screen, grabbing their attention immediately where people sit up straight and go, now this looks different. Uh, because we have to remember People are on screens more than ever. They've seen a bunch of presentations over the years, perhaps. So you have and have had for years what is known as death by PowerPoint. And then if yeah. you add screen fatigue on top of that, people are tuning out before they even tune in. So that's what I suggest people do. And we'll walk through how you can effortlessly transition into your presentation without having to fumble around and go, hold on now, can you see my slides and let me share my screen? And we'll go through how I'm doing that. And you can go to slides only. This is just slides from the other day and then back to full screen. So that's just a couple of quick examples of what's possible with uh, a small space and a small budget. Yeah, and that was so amazing. Just what you just showed. And I know I experienced a minute ago when we when you just came on, you had the you had the curtains, the velvet curtains, and and I was I was tempted to say, "Here's Johnny." There you go. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, so that was. Uh, why is it so important though that that uh, I know you mentioned it uh, this the screen uh, the screen fatigue and and death by PowerPoint uh, on a podcast like we're doing. Uh, there's there's really not a whole lot of need for slides and things like that. But why is it so important to keep the audience engaged? Because they're ultimately going to tune out. And we're on there to teach, to educate. And if it's a webinar, in most cases, we're on there to invite people to join us and to pay for our products and services, whether yeah. that's a course or coaching, a mastermind, whatever it might be. So if up to 60% in some cases of people are leaving before they even get to see that invitation to buy, then we're leaving a lot of money on the table. So the other thing then is, you know, if, if we're not doing it professionally, and as you mentioned, in a way that does you justice, you know, people will log off. They might say, unpleasant things to their colleagues. Go, oh, I was on a webinar the other day. I left after a few minutes. It looked bad. It was boring as hell, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. there's so many reasons to get it right. And, you know, competition, standing out from the competition. Uh, but ultimately, particularly if it's a webinar or a course, we want to make it look the best it can be. I mean, we we turn on a presentation and as I alluded to, to Wednesday uh, when you were there, Paul, this is what we think is going on. <laughs> where the presenter on the left and the attendee is watching and we're giving great information and transformation and they're giving us their undivided attention. And we naively believe that this is what's going on. But unfortunately, this <laughs> more often than not is was what's actually going on. So that's what we want to avoid. 
Right. And you mentioned courses. Now, mm. courses a lot of times do have a lot of slides. And and I've I've had some very I've uh, seen some very and been through some great courses, but there's no speaker. There's no there's nobody on there's there's no engagement. Uh, and I like to take notes and 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 I have a discipline for for how I take courses. But uh, we want our we want to change lives. We want we want people to actually get the transmate transformation that we're offering. So uh, so having a more engaging uh, presentation when you're doing courses also. And maybe even coaching is uh, is super important. Can you talk about that for a minute about about how your approach to uh, to using this in courses? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're expected to be seen on camera now more than ever, so it definitely uh, it's what I strive to do, and that's why I've put some time and energy into making it look like this. I want my students, whether it be live or in a pre recorded self study course to feel like I'm there with them because we are relying on their discipline to complete the course. And in certain certain courses and indeed potentially across the board in online courses, it can be as low as a 10% completion rate. Yeah. So if students don't complete our course that they bought, they may want a refund. We don't get a testimonial. They don't get the result that they invested in. They won't tell their friends and colleagues about it. And the whole thing falls apart. So if we can turn up in a way that makes them feel supported and excited and encouraged, and maybe you bring an elephant into the room or an element of entertainment and excitement, then they're a lot more likely to complete the course so that you will get the testimonial, that they will get the result, that they're not looking for a refund, and ideally they're telling their friends. So there's so many reasons. The day of a slide-only course with a picture of the trainer is long gone, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's video is just, like, I mean, it's, it's back to know, like, and trust. If they hear your voice and see your face, and get a sense of your energy and your enthusiasm and your expertise and your insights and so on, they've, they've more likely to get success. And that's what we want for them, right? Um, we want it for them because that's what they bought. Right. And showing up in this way seems like it's, I mean, your setup looks amazing and and I've seen behind the scenes and, and that's really cool too when you show yeah, let's, that. and we can we can we can pull back the curtain too yeah yeah so why don't you pull back the curtain for a second and sure. just show us and I want to I want to ask you about your studio setup because sure. it seems like that that's super complicated and super technical and yeah. costly and just the way that you've shown up looks like a million bucks and uh this is what I would expect from from a, a a high level presentation. So can you pull back the curtain and just show show yeah. our listeners what's yeah. uh, so, our, our watchers on YouTube? Yeah, what's, we're what's we're using a, a fabric green screen at 30 um 30 euro and I just pulled it back. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I just pulled down the the blind here on the window. So um excuse the noise. So I'm I'm working the, the footprint of the office or the footprint of the space I use for the production is about 10 foot square. The office is about 20 by 10. 
But yeah. the footprint of the desk, even though I'm further back from the desk to give more of from the waist up for trust and psychology and people seeing your arms and all that, there's a big difference as well. So you can also get a pull down green screen. Okay. Um, yeah. And that's what I used to use. It's just not as wide. So I don't have the same amount of space, but it's still wide enough if that's all the space that you have. And you can get a pull-up green screen as well. So if I switch to the slides, you can see where the green screen starts and ends. But as I pull it around, and I just have a simple little hook here that is nice and tight, and voila. Wow. So if I change to this camera angle, that is that's it. And people think, well, it looks like a huge space. It's 82 inches, okay? It's like, you know, um, not even 10 feet wide, but just to have a little bit of clearance to walk around, I've added, you know, I've included an extra foot or two in my suggested measurements. And the camera is way back, so, you know, I'm, I'm short anyway, but you don't really need a lot of space. Yeah. Now, I used to, um, I used to present like this, if I come up close, and I go into my slides, and that's fine. Um, but as a trainer, what I love about this and what the feedback has been is that it really feels like people are looking into me giving a course in a room where there are other people. Yeah. And the ability to express yourself. And there is there is the psychology of people not trusting you as much if they can't see your hands. You know, it's fine in, in, in interview scenario and podcasting, but as a presenter or trainer, it definitely adds a whole new uh, dimension to it for sure. So a small amount of space, you can see, you know, you can have all sorts of fun with it too, um, with the with the Stream Deck. So essentially the technology is a, a switch. People may be familiar with the Stream Deck. It's essentially, it's like a second keyboard. You can yeah. get one with six buttons. You can get one with 15 buttons. So a switch, some inexpensive software, um and the lights in the right place with a green screen and that's how i ended up being able to to pull this off yeah and i noticed your green screen your your curtain uh it, there were some some not they weren't wrinkles but there were some folds and things like that so the lightning lighting must be super important uh to to be able to smooth that out yeah so if i go back to that angle yeah you can see that up here there's a fold and a crease, uh, uh, you know, but I'm yeah. I'm not tall enough for that to matter to me. What's important <laughs> is that the where you're going to be standing for the most part, that the 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 green, and I know in Ireland we like the 40 shades of green, but when you're using <laughs> a green screen, you want only one shade of green. So you can yeah. see that the lights, the lighting is very even across the green screen, and it's actually pretty crease-free for where I'm going to be standing, so one that I stand here. Um, so for example, if I take the lights, the app that comes with the lights and I turn off the two that's lighting up the green screen, for example, um, you can see that things start to get, apart from getting darker, they're starting to get fuzzy and all that kind of stuff. So it's critical to have even light on the green screen and like your good self, Paul, ample light on yourself to light you up as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 
what is it? What is the setup? What is your ideal setup? Or for someone starting out, uh, it can be daunting. They probably already have a microphone. They've got a they've got a camera probably on their laptop or maybe a, mm. a webcam. Uh, but but what are the what are some of the essential things that you need to have to be able to pull something like this off? I mean, maybe we maybe we don't all have to have the elephant in the room. Although I like I like that. <laughs> Well, what do we? Uh, what what are some of the basics that we need to have? Yeah, so the fundamentals are. Let's start with lighting. So ideally, two lights, one left and one right, off at an angle. So like your good self, Paul, they're not getting caught up in your glasses. A lot of people go for the the ring light and they put the camera inside and it's lighting up their glasses and if they're not wearing glasses. It's still harsh on the eyes, and yeah. You know, if you're delivering for a half an hour or an hour with that thing in your face, it's a lot. So ideally two, one left and one right. And ideally clamped onto your desk, like the ones I have, because for safety, you just want to avoid tripods. There isn't a single tripod in my setup, okay? Oh, nice. Uh, because you get it all right, and then you come in the next morning and maybe you haven't had your coffee, if you drink coffee or whatever, and you kick one of them and you put it back to where you think it was. And then you go on ah. a podcast and you're like, that doesn't look right. Um, so I'm a big believer in nailing everything to the floor as much as is, is possible. And one way to do that is clamp or place your lights on your desk. So lighting is key. Audio is key that you're sounding crystal clear. A reasonably good camera a DSLR or mirrorless if you can, if budget allows. But there's some great webcams out there. Um, for example, um, this little guy here that's sitting on top of a tripod, the um, Insta360, that's actually on a gimbal as well. Um, now it's 350 um, US, but it's full HD and it's USB 2 as opposed to 3, a really powerful picture for that sort of money. And you can invest a little bit less. So the camera would be key. Um, after that, then you're looking at potentially maybe a green screen or if not a nice tidy background. Bookshelves are um, popular, just clutter free, nice straight lines. Don't have a bookshelf that's kind of distracting for people. <laughs> yeah. Um, wondering if your house is on a on a side of a hill or something. Um, so nice tidy background. Um, you know, if I pull back the green screen again, because it does give me a lot of flexibility. I mean, when I put this one back up that I don't really use anymore, but um, it's not pretty, okay? So one of the big reasons I use the, two big reasons I use the green screen. One is to get more, to get rid of that background but also to have that flexibility of being able to, um, sorry about the noise again, um, but having that flexibility to do this, um, yeah. you know, so that I can really pull off what I believe is a, is a nice training room experience. And, you know, if you wanted to, um, I don't know, use other, uh, backgrounds, for example, or different things. They're not set up for the standing position. They're for my, uh, they're my seating backgrounds. But you have that flexibility, not just with your background, but how you present as well. Um, 
then you, you're talking about the next level might be get a stream deck, even though you could use your keyboard and then OBS software, which is free to get started. And OBS will allow you for free to, to do this. You can turn up and then you can hit a button on your keyboard or your stream deck. And this is another scene with the same camera. So it's like this camera or this scene is the same camera as this scene as this scene. And that's what they're called typically as scenes. So yeah. the switch allows for that effortless transition between slides, camera, uh, elephant in the room, whatever you want to use it for. Yeah. And when I first saw this, I thought, oh, he's, he must have multiple cameras. So it really is a pretty simple setup if you think about it. Uh, so what else? Uh, you mentioned OBS. That's open broadcast software, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's... Uh, I have I've just started playing around with it and that software is free. There's a couple of other options. There's what Ecamm and Ecamm for Mac, it's Mac only, and vMix, which I'm on right now, uh -huh. which is Windows only. OBS is free. The other two are paid, but OBS works on both Windows and Mac, and it's free and it's very popular with streamers and gamers. And you can do a lot with it for free, for sure. Yeah. 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 So how much does this all cost? Yeah, so, I mean, excluding having a reasonably good, not super powerful, but reasonably good computer, you know, if you had four good lights, a good camera and microphone, perhaps a pull-down green screen, or if not the fabric, um, maybe the switch, you're still in the region of, a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars. Right. So then I have the sit stand desk, and that adds a little bit more to it. It's five hundred plus tax. It's got a seven year warranty, but I can press number one and look the, exactly the same sitting down, uh, or almost the same. I tend to stand more often than sit, particularly when I'm uh, on podcasts or presenting. So the sit stand desk is because sitting is the new smoking as well. It's a healthier option, but if standing is an option, it gives you that more flexibility. Um, so you, you are talking, you know, I think for the end result, if you have, particularly if you have the space to stand, I think it's negligible. And remember, it's not just for presenting and being a guest on a podcast, For it can use for live streams, webinars, making promo videos, making pre-recorded courses, and it really right. reduces the amount of editing when it comes to making pre-recorded courses. I can come on and can reach down, first of all, and press record on my stream deck so I don't have to yeah. fumble around with the mouse and then cut that out. It's it's done. The same button will stop the recording without having to say, are you sure, and hit yes on the keyboard. Um, and I can come on and say, Welcome, everybody. In this lesson, we're going to talk about simple studio setup from scratch. And I can continue to present and I can go to slides only and come back to full screen for the outro. All in one take. What I used to have to do in the old days of three years ago would be <laughs> make the intro, record the slide part, make the outro, do the, the edits, the transitions, or send it to a VA or have to do it myself because... By the time you'd have them explained in the timestamps, you'd probably have it done yourself. All yeah. that's gone.
So that's a huge saving as well. So when you think about a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars plus some training um, and software for free, or maybe twenty thirty bucks a month for eCam, let's say, it, it's pretty it's pretty reasonable, I believe. And then in time, you could take it a step further with maybe a teleprompter, which I use so that I can see you in my screen. Um, I have one or two cameras purely to be able to show people um, behind the scenes and behind the screens. So, yeah. you know, there's the uh, shotgun microphone. I'm also wearing one um, when I'm standing up. The teleprompter is there with the camera inside. A little monitor is there. Um, you know, you you can, it's quite modular actually. Um, my elephant gets really excited when you mention them. Um, <laughs> so it's quite modular from the point of view that you can start with a couple of decent lights, microphone and camera, and then in time, maybe get the Stream Deck and OBS. And then after that, maybe a teleprompter. It's not like you have to throw stuff out and get new stuff every time you want to upgrade. Right. I like that idea too. And you know, a lot of people they are looking down. They're 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 looking at the people on the screen uh, instead of at the camera because the camera and the screen aren't in the same place. And so, can you talk about what are some some strategies to to help overcome that? Yeah. So the first one um, is to get the camera to eye level, whether that's using a sit stand desk or a tripod or whatever it might be. Get the camera to eye level if it's. A laptop camera, which typically aren't good enough unless it's a MacBook Pro, again, get it to eye level. I always recommend getting an external decent webcam because it'll have a cable for more flexibility to get it to eye level. Yeah. The next key thing then is practice to really remind yourself. And you could get a post-it note and draw a smiley face and an arrow and stick it beside the camera that it's not blocking it to remind you to smile, but to always remind you to look down the lens. Yeah. The next level up, which I use, is I have my camera and my teleprompter. So if I go behind the scenes again to uh, this shot here, you can see this is the teleprompter. Let me get my trusty, my trusty pointer. So this is the teleprompter. It's a physical piece of hardware. The camera is inside. And I can see you in the teleprompter or my audience, all of them, albeit a little bit small, but I can see my audience in the teleprompter. Yeah. So it's called a confidence monitor, a teleprompter. It's called various things. But for me, like on Wednesday when I'm presenting, yes, they're on the big screen underneath all the faces in Zoom but they're also on the smaller screen in front of me. And even though I might necessarily be able to tell if they're laughing or crying, hopefully they're not crying, <laughs> but there's little movement there to remind me that I'm in front of a live studio audience, as they say on TV. And that feeds me as a reminder to deliver with all I've got. And it turns into a, a reciprocal relationship of energy. Yeah, I like that. So teleprompters which what which ones do you recommend and i know that there is if you're standing and, and sitting there's there's maybe the size of the monitor might might come into play what what are some things that you recommend uh that people should look at 
or consider when they're when they're considering a teleprompter? Yeah, the one that I have right now is the Glide Gear uh, TP100, and you have to buy an additional monitor. But thankfully, Elgato that make the lights that I use and the Stream Deck that I use and a few other um, pieces of equipment, they have brought out a prompter called the Elgato prompter. They've brought out a teleprompter with the monitor built in. Uh -huh. About nine inches of a monitor, and you can basically drag your Zoom call window onto that screen, and it appears in front of you in the teleprompter. Or you could drag your script and get it to scroll as you're recording your course. So I think it's $299. It just came out in December. I don't have one, don't really need one with my current setup, but it does... It is an all-in-one solution, albeit a little bit like an inch or two smaller than what I have, but the feedback has been quite powerful. You can look at reviews on YouTube. It's the Elgato prompter. Yeah, it'd be nice if it was, I, I've already read some reviews on it, considering getting one, and uh, some of the reviews are saying, boy, I wish, and they're going to do this. You know that, you know that they'll, they'll make an XL version a larger version of it, mm -hmm. uh, a bigger monitor. So, so that's, uh, that's interesting. So, okay. So now we've engaged the audience. We've, we've got some tricks. We've got, got some nice, nice looking, uh, a setup. What are some conversion strategies or, or some ways that, uh, you can, you can actually take this viewership that we've got this engagement and turn it into sales. I know you're the webinar wizard. So can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So ultimately, during the webinar, you want to be highlighting the consequences of not moving forward. Uh, and then you show a little bit of how they can move forward. And then at the end, there is an invitation to buy, not product pushing or the hard sell. It's an invitation to take the relationship to the next level by inviting people to um, take you up on your offer. Um, and your offer is not just, let's say, your course. Your offer is your course plus some additional bonuses. And ideally, the bonuses are worth as much, if not more, than the offer. And ideally, the bonuses have very little consequences on your time or you have a fast action bonus where the first three or the first five or only during the webinar is the offer open. You don't want to teach so much that people leave without needing to work with you further. Yeah. Ideally, you want to give them a small win. So for example, I would walk people through the importance of lighting, eye contact with the camera and a few tips on how to do it. And then you might mention one or two other things that are critical. And you might say, look, with the time we have together, I'm not able to go into all of it right now. But yeah. at the end of the webinar, I will be making you aware of how you can get uh, access to these additional two steps. So don't don't overtrain. Um, you you have to give them a win, but not so much that they don't need you, okay? Because you wouldn't have a business otherwise. They would do the hour of a webinar, they'd sign up for free, do the hour and walk away with everything they need. 
And there's a balance to be struck there as well. Right. Because they may even feel like they have everything they need. But you want to ideally leave your audience is wanting you. In other words, that yes, they could take what they've learned and improve their current situation. But the likelihood of success is a lot less if they do it on their own. So people used to say to me years ago, how do you compete with YouTube? I say, I don't compete with YouTube. YouTube's full of videos. I give courses. So, and who has the time to spend trying to figure all this out? The only reason I invested a couple of years on and off doing is I knew I wanted to teach it. So I wanted to be able to figure it out to answer any questions that might arise. So you want to leave people realizing that, yes, they could potentially, only potentially, do it themselves. But if they want to ensure success in the shortest amount of time possible, working with you is the way to go. Right. You you curate what needs to, what they need to have. You you uh, sit over their shoulder and you you point it out what they need to, what they you guide them. That guidance is is key. And like you said, the uh, the speed to implement uh, is is uh, mm. is really what you're what you're offering. Because yeah. you've you've done all the hard work, you've you've gone through all that uh, trial and error that uh, that they don't have to go through if they work with you. you yeah. Know? So you're you're really ideally showing them a framework. So one of mine is called presentation transformation. One of them is called the freedom framework. So really, you're trying to what you really want to actually do is productize and put a name on a model that you've developed that's unique to you, okay? Right. As the presenter. So it might be like you've got the the lean machine, okay? So um, it's, you know, it's unique to you or you come up with a nice, productize the solution essentially. And what you want to do is tell people that this is where you can take them. And we use future pacing. And um, uh-huh. so imagine what it would feel like to be able to effortlessly transition into your slides without fumbling around going, can you see my screen and looking unprepared and unprofessional. And it's really the consequences of not moving forward that we want to focus on because the benefits can feel like an aspirational nice to have that someday, yeah, that would be lovely. Because we either, as Tony Robbins and other people would say, we're either moving toward pleasure or away from pain. And we're more likely to be moving away from pain, even though we might think we're doing something for pleasure. So, oh, we'll go on a cruise, a pleasure cruise. Yeah, to get away from the stress of the day job or whatever. (laughs) So without making people cry or without focusing on too much doom and gloom, you do want to highlight the consequences of not moving forward. So I might say, do you want to continue fumbling around looking unprofessional and unprepared in your presentations? Or do you really want to stand out on screen and do yourself justice and actually make more sales every time you turn on the camera? Imagine being able to do that in the next 30 days 
without having to spend a year on YouTube, not even knowing what to ask YouTube. Um, so there are, it's all about language, but yeah, they're the sort of um, examples from my world of how I get people excited, stir people emotionally, highlight the consequences, but all in an, an authentic way, okay? Nobody's going to die if they don't do what I do, okay? If you don't yeah. buy my course, you're not going to die. So it's not complete doom and gloom. However, <laughs> you know, you could take your income from 50K a year to 75 or 75 to 100, or in some cases, 100 to 200. Yeah. And that can be huge for people. Like to go from 30 a year to 50, to have an extra 5K a month or even 3K a month uh, consistently with a good online course or a webinar that's converting better can be life-changing for people. Yeah, absolutely. So there's nothing wrong with emphasizing how you can make a significant difference in people's lives, irrespective of what you sell in your presentations or courses. Yeah, and I like, uh, you really do, you are authentic. Uh, the way you present, and I, I, you do point out some of those things that um, my I was we, before we started. I was telling you about Roy Varner, the the video mm. maestro, and he calls them voodoo's. But we do things on camera, or we do things that are like little ticks or whatever, uh, not looking at the camera. Like I, I'm looking at you on the screen instead of the camera right now. Uh, but those little things, and can you see me? Can you see my screen? Uh, we've all been in those presentations and we know what you're talking about because those things bother us. And when you're, when you're working with a team or something like that, uh, or, or you have a, have a group coaching session going on, you want that to run smoothly. You you don't want to have, gosh, I don't, I didn't remember that. I didn't know that zoom did that. And, mm. and you just, you, you just don't look, you just don't, uh, you don't show up as a professional when you're when you're making those mistakes. So I like how you point that out. And you're right, it's not that painful. Nobody's going to die over it. But uh, I think our listeners, they want to uh, they want to show up like you're showing up uh, and uh, and make a make a good presentation. So yeah, and it doesn't take uh, as we as we highlighted, it doesn't take a lot of time or money. And the other big part, apart from you know, giving a very training-like, informative and educational experience, it's quite enjoyable for me. You know, you were on yeah. three hours on Wednesday. We took two minute, two 10-minute breaks. Yeah. But for me, being able to stand, and I'm grateful that I that I can, that standing is an option for me. But the energy and the certainty and the feeling that you're actually giving a course, that you're giving a workshop like we used to do in the old days in a in a room full of people, yeah. that I'm always trying to give that experience, an offline experience to people in an online world because they're sitting there on their, their own. They don't have the energy of other people in the room. They might be at the kitchen table. They could be at a hammer on a, in a hammock in the back garden. We don't know, uh -huh. uh, hopefully not necessarily. So you really want to give uh, an experience, an educational experience. Um, and thankfully it's paying off in spades for me in terms of attention rates that I measure, attendance rates, um, the, the stickiness, the feedback, all of it. So yeah. Yeah. That's great. So it's quite so, enjoyable. You mentioned you mentioned how uh you can get this going up and running quickly. How can you get your studio set up 
And uh, the scenes that you're using, uh, that seems like that that might be a little daunting too, but isn't it just PowerPoint and uh, a couple of images and uh, how long does it take to get that set up and, and what are some yeah. of those things? So a, a key piece in all of this uh, is um, the second monitor. Um, yeah. So if I switch okay. to, uh, if I switch to, again, the behind the scenes, and I just, now I, mine setup looks a little bit busier than most because of what I do. Yeah. <laughs> but essentially, it would probably make more sense if I minimize this one. So let's say you're giving a, a training on Zoom and it's going to loop a little bit, but not too much. Yeah. So here in the middle, we have the people you're presenting to. And on this other screen here, we have um, our PowerPoint slides. Yeah. And in the background, we've got software. We mentioned OBS. We mentioned Ecamm, vMix. They're the main ones. The software combined with the switch is doing everything else. So... Uh -huh. To get, to get set up ideally, to get set up quickly, ideally you would have um, a second monitor, you have your little soft piece of software and your switch. And, you know, we mentioned the, the lighting, of course, to look and uh, to look clear and the microphone to sound clear. But it is, I don't use the word simple lightly. And I'm always conscious that, oh, it's easy for you to say it's simple because you've been doing yeah. it for a decade. Yeah. But it's a lot simpler than people think with the right guidance and a few pieces of equipment in the right place. So, you know, people can get set up in a matter of hours. They get a second monitor, they download OBS, they order a switch on Amazon, comes the next day, and they've already maybe got a good light or two like you have, and the sound's good and the camera's good. So, you know, in a matter of hours, the, the hours go into just setting it up, getting it right, getting familiar with the software that comes with the Stream Deck, getting, getting familiar with OBS, you know, setting up, you know, this is one scene, this is another scene, this is another scene with one camera. Um, so that's where the couple of hours of setup and learning goes into, but yeah, you're good to go pretty quickly you know yeah and for for 1500 hours and that's if you're if you're starting from scratch i mean most people have by this point they probably have gone through a couple of webcams and they probably realize that their laptop monitor uh or their laptop camera isn't isn't adequate mm -hmm. for for what they're trying to do so they probably already have gear uh that they need so it's just maybe a, adding adding lights or a green screen behind them uh and for, as far as the gear, I'm a tech 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 uh, guy, so in a musician, so I'm I'm really into gear, so uh, mm -hmm. so I like the gear conversations. But most people are they're not techie and they uh, they struggle with that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, I know that they can find out this stuff on YouTube, but they can also reach out to Johnny, right? Yeah, and you yeah. can help them with this. And uh, so as we wrap up with our final words, with your final words, Johnny, about transforming presentations and getting their mm -hmm. studio set up, what are three things that our listeners can do 
to uh, put these ideas into action? Yeah, so um, again, I, I would I would encourage people to take on board how important it is. Yeah. You know, um, not because I do what I do. I mean, if I sold these mice and I was doing sales presentations online on a regular basis, I would want to show up with the best fighting chance I have and not make, not allow business to be lost because I didn't invest a couple of hundred dollars in showing up at my best. Yeah. Because perception is reality, as we know. And if we show up in a way that that doesn't do us justice or, you know, and, you know, I share this slide sometimes, it is stock photography, so I'm, I'm not, you know, insulting anybody, but like, would you be excited about what this person is sell selling if if they showed up with this in the background and this is kind of their body language? So, you know, it's it's key to recognize the importance of it and it's key to recognize it's not going away. And it's also key to recognize that it's only a matter of time before you'll need to do it. And that's getting shorter. And don't underestimate how much your competitors are working on it, if not already doing it. So if 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 it's a sales presentation or a webinar and your audience were on a webinar yesterday and they seen what good and indeed great looks like and they're on yours the next day, the bar has been raised and it's not going away. I mean, COVID has gone more or less, thankfully, um, for the most part. But online presentations and turning up in a way that does you justice is here to stay. In fact, it's it's just going to grow. Um, and so th they're the, the key things. I, I hope I've given an insight into the amount of space or indeed lack thereof <laughs> that yeah. you need. And that it's it's not a bunch of cameras with a few people helping you out and a production engineer and a TV studio. It's a $30 green screen hung properly <laughs> Uh, with a couple of reasonable lights and a camera and a switch um, that makes you look like you're you're in a training room, uh, you know, in 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 JP Morgan or Deloitte or somewhere like you know what I mean. It's and you yeah. can you have that flexibility to walk around, what makes it enjoyable. So you, th there are the key things to I think to respect the importance of it, um, and I I talk about respect as well in the workshop. Um, yeah. You know, I, I genuinely believe it's disrespectful to your audience to turn up in a way that, that doesn't do them justice, not only yourself. Like some people turn up and deliver a, a live presentation or a talk or a webinar, and there's people in the audience looking so much better than them. And they just made the effort to, like the way you're showing up, well lit good eye contact, sounding clear, looking clear, and so on. So they're just a, a couple of things, yeah. Yeah, and so thank you again, Johnny. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple of ways that you could reach out to uh, to get in contact with Johnny. You can go to johnnyburn.com slash OM, and you can book a free call, and he'll, he'll walk you through this process. Uh, and what does that call look like, Johnny? Yeah, so... We have a discovery call. So what do you have in terms of gear and space already? And then we make a couple of recommendations based on what I see in front of me, 
how even with a couple of things, uh, how you can make significant changes fairly quickly. And then, you know, if people are open to discussing how we can work together or what courses I might have or coaching, happy yeah. to to discuss that if it if it comes up. But the complimentary call, because I'm I'm really want to get people to move forward with this, is to spend a few minutes on how they can make some small but significant changes in even what they have already, even if it means going up to the bedroom and taking one of the bedside lamps and putting it on the desk for now, just mm -hmm. to even see how one more light can light you up. And it does help confidence as well. When you look better on camera, it's like putting on your power outfit, whether it be that jacket that you love or the outfit that people say, God, Paul, you look really well today. You know, when you start to see yourself look better on camera, it gives you that confidence. And that comes through on the camera and it's that yeah. reciprocal effect as well. So that's what the call looks like. There's a, a download there as well, presentation transformation, where people can download a PDF and go through some of the things we discussed. And you can even watch some videos and ask questions as part of that interactive version of that guide. And that's free as well. Um, again, just to build trust as well, but also you know to help people get started and to appreciate that it doesn't cost a lot of time, money, or space to really stand out on screen and transform your presentations. Right. Well, thank you, Johnny. And that's uh, J-O-H-N-N-Y-B-E-I-R-N-E.com forward slash O-M. And if you just go to johnnyburn.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y-B-E-I-R-N-E.com, you can download the uh, presentation transformation uh, PDF. So there you have it, Johnny. Thank you so much for coming uh, to the show today and dropping some uh, some pearls of wisdom and showing up and transforming your how you show up. And remember, faith and action go hand in hand. So put the pedal to the metal. And until next time on the Lead Machine Growth Show, I'm Paul Guyon and Johnny Byrne. Thanks again. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for tuning in to the Lead Machine Growth Show with Paul Guyon, where we show you how to tackle your tech, master your message, and design your dream so that you can transform your vision into reality. Remember to visit our website at www.leadmachinegrowthshow.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Lead Machine Growth Show.